0: Welcome to The Cooldown, a Bailiwick Express podcast where we meet the people making the sports headlines. Hello, I'm Nick Mann, and in this first episode of our Rugby Special, I talk to Guernsey Raiders Director of Rugby, Jordan Reynolds, as his side looked to change the mood and climb clear of the relegation battle. Here we we are, thanks thanks for coming in. Um, Obviously, just wouldn't mind taking you back right to to the start of the season, you first getting getting the team together and putting putting your plans in place. So what, what what were you targeting? What were your hopes?
1: Yeah, so off, our, off a pretty successful season, although we we probably didn't hit a lot of the marks we did the year before, uh, we still came ninth in the league, our highest ever position, which was great. We won some really big games and that was the first year where we started knocking off a lot of those top three sides, you know, on, on probably some one-offs. But, you know, a really successful season. So when we came into... Yeah. Pre-season, we understood our, our squad was, was probably going to get a little bit less strength in it. Uh, we were losing some key players and we, we didn't have the ability to, um, I guess, replace those guys um, coming into the season. But we, we, we kind of centralised ourselves around that we were going to get fitter, stronger and faster and, and we did that. Um, you know, our aims for at the start of the season, we've always wanted to be in that top six. So if you look at coming ninth last season, um, you know we're only talking a few spots into that top six, but that top six is a really big statement in national two. All those clubs that up up at that level are well established in national one and national two. So that would have kind of been some 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 great achievement for us. Um, Has it gone to plan? Probably not. <laughs> we we started really well in uh, September and, and probably up to mid October. We. We won. We won. I think three of the games that were in that league, and um, we're on around 18 points, and we, we're sitting quite pretty. I think we're sitting around seventh at the moment. So we're one off our our kind of estimated mark to get up there. And once uh, I think it was Storm Kieran hit, um, all that rain came after, and we actually haven't had a training facility for over nine weeks, uh, ten weeks coming up from last week so that's obviously hampered a a lot of what we could do preparation wise and now we're probably stuck in what we're calling a a, a mini relegation battle at the moment although we're not in the relegation zone just yet um, we're only a couple of points off that so we've put that kind of analogy into the into how we're preparing at the moment so we can ensure that we're improving
0: and and what do you put that sort of drop-off in results, certainly, not necessarily in performance, but definitely results down to?
1: Yeah, well, as, as, as I said before, it's, it's, it's probably two frames. One is um, our inability to... To replace a lot of the the quality that we had last season. Now we've got guys that are coming through, and they're going to be quality in maybe two three years time. But at the moment, it's just getting that balance. You know, we lost some some really really big players, and um, I guess on the other side of it is you know not being able to train properly I- is a big factor. So unlike <coughs> unlike a lot of different sports um, where repetition is key, for us repetition is key, but we have to keep on altering what we're doing so there's many different ways to skin a cat as like so to speak but there is many different ways for for rugby teams to to set up so defensively and attack wise so when we do analysis that week we go out and actually go on the pitch knowing what the opposition are going to do and we practice that to to try and beat them well not having a facility to to train on has been the big effect of that so we can put the knowledge in so on a tuesday the knowledge will go into the players but unless we can put that into practice they're not learning it and it's not becoming that muscle memory in games. And um, I think that's been a big factor of, to the slide because if you look where we were probably this time in the last two seasons in National 2, we're sitting around that seventh, eighth mark, and at the moment we're sitting towards the bottom.
0: And a, a t- typical week for people that don't know about, about your setup, I I think I've seen you down at Foots Lane doing these, like, presentations to the team. Like, how how does that typical week pan out? And, and what have you done to replace being able to be out on the
1: pitch? Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, well, we're still working through the second one because um, that's still a big big problem. But, um, yeah, so a typical week for us um, as a team. So we play on Saturday. They'll have recovery on, on the Sunday. And then around Monday, well, I start on Sunday, but on, on Monday um, we'll start doing a lot of review work. So I'll send clips out to players on Sunday and Monday just looking at key moments in the game, what we could have done better. And then by Tuesday, we'll do a full analysis on, on the game that we just played. We'll also do a preview on the team that we're coming up. So any analysis that we do on the previous game has to apply to the one that you're playing. So there's things that you mightn't have got right. But if it doesn't apply to the team you're playing, there's no point talking about it. it. It all has to transition into the next. And like I said, there's... Um, 14 teams in our league and, and guaranteed there's 14 different ways they play. So there'll be strengths in certain areas and we've got to make sure we get that right. Um, so if we, if we look through that one, so after the review we're out, we go straight into practice. Um, and then we, we're training Tuesday and Thursday evenings, but then the boys also have to get in their gym sessions. Um, and they have programs for that where it comes on their phone. They'll have their updated things and they've got to get three or four of those in, in a week as well.
0: Because that's been a new innovation for this season as well, isn't it? Like the the strength and conditioning program. And
1: yeah, so it's 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 kind of like what where we wanted to steer where we wanted to steer the team was to <coughs> if we couldn't have the strength and depth that other squads have. So most most squads in our league and and probably below around forty, we're around maybe twenty five, twenty six. So we have to get more endurance out of, out of our players which is which is always going to be difficult we wanted to bring in a full-time um s and c but um you know everything costs money so we went into a gym app with uh warburton which is great it's, it's pretty useful all, all all the information goes onto the onto the players app and then they just highlight what they do and then i get the reports back Um, constantly coming through so we can also work their loads so like coming up to Christmas we understand there's a bit of fatigue in the players and we've got a three-week gap so we can we can control their workloads during that time so we drop it down to maybe one one gym session a week plus a conditioning session so it's a good way to alter but also keep on responding with the players and are you seeing the results of that as well yeah like you know it's probably not coming off the back of results in in games but you can see the results and the small wins that we're getting so i think if we probably had this in place maybe last season we we, we do hit into that top six um and it's only small like you know things around your S and health and stuff it's only really you know small margins but those small margins are pretty big but we're starting to see uh, a, a lot of our core group of players are getting a lot stronger and fitter
0: and if you you look back at the first half of this season any particular standout highlights that you positives that you're taking from that yeah
1: look we we almost beat Isha at home Isha is sitting top of the moment national one club and we get it all stemmed down to the very last scrum of the game um and we didn't get it but we learned a lot from that one you know Worthing is a team that we only beaten once and we and and you know we really played well at home beating them uh, 41 16 or something like that those little couple of performances were, were, were great, but I think one that really stands out was only just a few weeks ago, to be fair. We um, we had to go up to North Walsh up in Norwich. So that's like we leave Friday 3 and we're back Sunday lunchtime. So it's a, it's a big trip. And um, we only had something like five of our players from the previous week because everyone was injured when we went up there. So we went up with a pretty fresh team and and we managed to get the bonus point, which, was, which is a huge mission for us. Um, considering the league position that we're in, so it made the trip back on the bus a lot, lot more enjoyable. I think we we're on there for five hours, so made that a lot more enjoyable. But I think it's those little margins where you know where our backs against the wall, we we come out and perform. And you know, although we didn't get the result on the weekend, we've we've identified that we want to go back to play our way. So our, we have a certain way we play that is very unique in 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 um, the probably league system or or English rugby. You know, we play very southern hemisphere. We want to play with ball in hand and express ourselves. And we kind of got caught into a trap uh, around dorking time where I guess we felt pressured into forcing ourselves to kick a lot more. Um, And we did that. And and then some failures came with that. Um, Probably lately when we went up to Norwich and, and then last week we've gone back into how we want to play and how we want to be expressing ourselves as a group and i think we found that kind of we'll get that form back in january
0: what's the message you've been given to the players on the back of that game and and now looking into january
1: yeah so <coughs> probably probably even going back further so when things aren't going well um it's 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 really easy to start picking out the the, the work ons and overloading those because look, no one's aiming to, to make mistakes, no one's aiming to lose, and all our guys have desire to win, but you can have all the passion in the world, but you still still will lose games if teams are just better than you. And, and, and that's what we face week in and week out. That when we got into that little groove, um, or we'll call it a little rut, um, the more we tried to do things, the, the less they were coming off. So the, the philosophy that we took in for those, probably that last month was less was more. So, for us was it was about just doing the really simple things well and then and then, when we get those little wins just just creating those um I know one of the concepts that for for players and for all sports people is when when failures come, the first thing you start thinking of is the results, the end results, so you're like, "Oh, we have to get this win, but in fact, if you're doing that, then you're not thinking about the small little process that have to go first, and it's it's the simple things of like I'm a firm believer that any form can change with one big play because it excites you. And we, we, we spoke about that on the weekend, that let's celebrate the small wins. If it's, a, if it's a good tackle, let's celebrate it. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to change moods. So the mood in the group, you know, for the last couple of months has been down, it's been damper, you know. And how do you, how do you excite them again? Well, it's, it's reaffirming that, that, you know, it's not as bad as we always think. There's little wins in there that we can get excited about, and those wins will build to bigger results.
0: And looking, um, yeah, in, into into January and into the into the new year, where would you hope to get this team to?
1: Yeah. So, look. We're having a break now, and I wish we weren't having a break. Personally, I wish we weren't having a break because I felt there was so such good rugby played on the weekend that we can we can build on that. But we all need a break. I think we all need a break from, from each other. Like you know, we, We're in each other's pockets uh, a lot. So from where we need to be coming into January, we got some really big games. We've got TJs at home um, who we, we failed to beat away, but we got close. we got Isha away who are who riding top. Uh, Wimbledon at home after that must win then I believe it's uh, it's possibly uh, Worthing away. So there's a good core of games in there that we have to compete for. Um, where we need to be is... We've probably got... We've got 24 points now. We probably need... Another 30 in place by the end of the season to, to get out of relegation. So now we won't know where that is in, until probably the last five games, but we've got to imagine that every other team's going to be winning games as well. You know, once that desperation comes in, it, it, it gets pretty tough. So for us over this break, it's to, to, to almost have a bit of a reset. We've got to get fitters. Fitter again, because obviously our conditioning has dropped since we haven't had training facilities to play on. By the time we get into January, we've got to be looking at each block. So the first block, we've got three games. We've got to be looking at something like, you know, eight points from those three games minimum. And that'll be a really tough ask for for the group. But um, I think there's a lot of capability in our guys to do that. If we can get something like eight or, you know, or seven points in that first block, it's going to go a huge... Huge distance for us uh, getting out of relegation this year and I think we can if we can do that for for next well at the end of this season get out of relegation I think we can be in good stead for the next year after that
0: and I was going to ask you a bit we've had um, Dan Barnes come in obviously from Jersey Reds and how has that that played out
1: yeah it worked well um, Dan you know I think on both sides we we learned a lot um, you know working with Dan. Dan had a Um, An opportunity he he was always looking for another opportunity in France or in England So we haven't used him for the last couple of weeks because he's been in and around Trying to to sort those things out, but we'll probably revisit that uh, again, but at the same time When uh, Dan came in we had a a huge amount of injuries in our back line Uh, There was a couple of games there where we were playing forwards in our back line So when Dan came in it was it was a perfect fit for us at the time and you know it helped him and it helped us
0: and talking about another barnes this time so malcolm barnes been a big part of the club for so many years as well just as a player as as, as a coach with you as well how much is he going to be missed and, and and what did he offer the side over those years
1: oh i'm, I'm, I'm thank god we got rid of him finally <laughs> <laughs> no like um look malcolm's been in for a while and everyone knows that i was, I was pretty close with malcolm and well still am um but uh you know we, we lived together for i think 10 years and you know, our rugby minds were, were pretty similar. and But I think the thing with Malcolm and myself, um, it was we weren't really yes yes men to each other. Like, you know, if he had an idea and I would think about it or, or vice versa, and, and especially in my role as, as director of rugby in the head coaching role, it was good to have someone like that that was willing to challenge me on, on ideas and, and kind of say, well, I don't think that's right. And then we would hash it out. And, look, you could ask our partners or you could ask our friends, like, we, we literally speak rugby 24 7 and you know he's in new zealand at the moment he was texting me saturday morning asking how the warm-up was with the boys and you know is there any changes and, and what it is so he's still heavily connected in in certain ways but look he was a, he was a he was a great player for the club and i think the difference between malcolm and it's what i i try to tell you know a lot of inspiring young, young players is the difference between Malcolm and and certain other players that set him aside is he didn't have all the talent. He just worked really hard. You know, there was there was moments where <clears throat> on like a Saturday morning or Sunday he would do like two hours of stretching. Like for me, I'm probably getting over a hangover or, you know, yeah. sitting on the couch, but that was his prep. And then Monday he was in the gym and then, you know, his whole week was almost meticulous in the way he prepped. And that doesn't matter if he was playing for the Chiefs in New Zealand or he's playing for Vikings, he, he doesn't change his prep for for anything. And I think that professionalism is, you know, Abram in one, but I think that's what made him such a, a, a great player. Um, you know, he refused to drop his standards. So, you know, he was a good man to have around the club. And is,
0: is there any moves to bring anyone in to help support you? Or
1: how, how's that working out? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at the moment... Uh, one of, well, probably one of the other factors that we've we've struggled this season as well is we lost our defensive coach uh, in August. He snapped his Achilles, Luke Jones. Well, he's only just come back. So he's just come back and he had his first training last week. And it, it, it's, it's probably no... Uh, coincidence that off the back of you know his first training that weekend we had a way better defensive performance this week so I think having him come back in is going to make a huge difference for us um, and he's he's back and he's eager and he's had a good break so that would be ideal uh, we'll probably look to to maybe bring someone in in, in the summer um, ideally we should be having somewhere between four or five coaches but with the Raiders we've only ever had maybe two or three so if we'll have two for the rest of the season now and hopefully we can bring another one in the summer
0: and looking more long term as well, wh- where would you like to see Raiders in in two, three, four years time?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a tough question, really, because because I probably have a, a, a far better understanding of of the league systems, the money that's required. Whatever I say could be taken in, in in no uncertain terms, you know, the wrong way. But look, f- for me, I think that. <sighs> I don't think it matters. I think we should be looking to sustain ourselves at National 2 because it gives, it gives the – for example, we played in National 3 and basically there was three teams that vied for promotion. The rest of the time you're beating teams by 30, 40 points. And I just don't think that's – I just don't think that benefits anyone. Uh, or, or it definitely doesn't benef- benefit you as uh, individually or as a team to try and develop and grow. When we play at this level, so we went away to Seven Oaks on the weekend. We beat them at home. Uh, 31, 21 or something like that. We went away and lost to them. Um, Wimbledon, who's fighting in the bottom two at the moment, almost beat Barnes, who sits second on the weekend. So week in and week out, it's just horrible rugby. You know what I mean? It's just, and honestly, it pushes you to your limits every week. And I think that's the level that we need to be at. I don't think there's any point in 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 trying to go down now whether or not that's sustainable for us my other side of this is where i'd like to see us in three to four years has been a club that's sustainable with a with a an effective program so at the moment we have things in place and it's probably not perfect at the moment and we always review those but a system in place where you know we're winning it from board level down to team and and i mean all our groups so um, having more influence in the academy, which we're working on at the, uh, with, at the moment, you know, having a, a, a coach down there as well that could be... Because co- co- I used to do a lot of this, but I just don't have the time anymore. And I think that's a gap now that we're missing. Um, having a system in place, though, where, you know, our Vikings... Well, anywhere coming from like Colts to Vikings um, to Raiders is sustainable, but we're constantly building, you know, around 60, 70 players that are developing into that. And at the moment, I think we've got things in place, but in three to four years, I'd hope that that's connected a lot better. Because if we can do that, then I don't think there's any problem with staying in National 2 and, and having a good local base around us.
0: Because, I mean, from from a fan's perspective, watching this level of rugby is great. Yeah. And actually, the the whether Raiders win or whether they lose, there's always good, good rugby on offer. And we see that from the crowds that keep coming down to Foots Lane as well.
1: Yeah, so i mean i i, I can, we can't thank the support that we get but i think that is off the back of you know the the level of rugby you know we we, we lost to La um two weeks ago sorry we lost to, on that friday night game we we were we were disappointed and you know um more so we're disappointed how we performed in, in front of our home home fans and i had a meeting with someone on the monday that was there and, you know, they said, oh, I will come down and support all the time. But even they said, but, you know, Berries were just just that much better. And it's and it's like, for us, it's like, but that's a, that's the exact environment that we want to be in. You know, we don't want to, like I said, we don't want to be a national tree where, you know, you can beat a team by 60 points. We've done that and it's not fun. It's not, it's not fun for anyone. We want to be in an environment where we're constantly challenged. We want to be in an environment where... Look, we're not gonna lose all the time and you know, we haven't over the last two years, but in national league in the national two leagues, I think, you know, um did we win I think the first year we were in there, we won like twelve games or, or something like that. You know, that that's that's a huge achievement for such a small club, you know. Like I said, like other clubs have, you know, forty just for the just for their first team they have forty players. That's that's incredible. You know, we have twenty five and then we have, you know, the rest of the Vikings guys that are coming through at the same time. You know, it just shows the depth of where we are. And, and I don't believe we're out of our depth club-wise or support-wise. You know, I've been to games in uh, on the mainland when, you know, they've got 60, 70 people watching and, and a guy walking his dog over the other side. We come to our games and it's the most horriblest weather you get and we still get, you know, six, seven, eight, nine hundred to the game. You know, I think I think that's, I think think that's we're such a unique place where it's great that you get support when, whether you win or lose. But I think... I think, you know, the rugby lot aren't fickle either. They understand, you know, well, OK, we're at this level. Not every game's not going to go our way, but when we do get those big wins, we can almost sit on that for a while and enjoy it.
0: And do you have one eye on what's happening in Jersey as well with, with the Siam in
1: mind? Not really. I mean, look, to be honest, we, we've, got, we've got our own issues here at the moment <laughs> that we, we try to work through a time. We don't ever look at the Siam until about a week beforehand. Um, and, and that's and that's nothing against them. It's just, there's no point. Look, they're in a league now where they're just winning week in and week out because they're too low for where they are, um, and that for them is not good development. You know, they'll find they'll find their level probably next season or the season after. Who knows? It might be a national two with us, but um, the difference will be off the back of, you know, at the moment, they're just winning games, and that must be very difficult for them to get excited about week in and week out because... You know, for, from our point, we've gone through that. You know, we've gone through that. Last time we we're in National Three, I think we only lost one game, and although that's fantastic, and you can kind of turn around and say we're on this unbeaten record, it's actually not a record if you're not competing at the, the highest level, you know, for yourself. So I, I know Miles, you know, pretty well. He'll be he'll be he'll be really gunning to try and get up the leagues as quick as possible where they can be challenged. But to be fair, they, they've got a fair few Jersey Reds guys that stayed behind and now playing for him. So. No doubt they'll be they'll be fairly strong over the next couple of years and any final message um look you know just with the support and that stick with us um you know we we feel we're making a bit of a turn at the moment and if we look at the last two previous seasons we we come out firing really early in the season then dropped off in the later season because of fatigue and i think this season we've probably done a role reverse of that i can see us making a chain in january and february and and starting to pick up some, some more wins. And we, we think probably ideally we need maybe five or six wins to, to finish off the season out of 13 games. And although that's going to be tough, you know, come on the journey with us and, and we'll see if we can get there. That's
0: brilliant. Appreciate your time. Thanks, mate. That was The Cooldown. Thanks again for listening. Please like and subscribe for more. You can find all our sports news on gsy.bayohexpress.com and on all our social channels. Sign up to our daily email to keep up to date on all the work the Express
1: team does.